Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur Show. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. If you want to find us and listen to us, you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. I won't get into the whole long uh, intro again while well, I stuttered a little bit there. Sorry, guys. But I'm going to introduce our guest. Thank you for everyone for sharing the episodes. Abdul Rahim from Vegan Kings out of Clark, New Jersey. How are you doing again, Abdul? I'm doing good. Um, peace and love to everybody. I hope everybody's doing well. Yeah, I'm tripping over myself today. I must not have had enough coffee. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's you just had, one you had a hangover from last from us from yesterday. That you know, yesterday was crazy. So. <laughs> yeah, that and <laughs> I, I'm and I'll embarrass the entrepreneur since he already embarrassed himself and he's been very sorry. But I literally had a record with someone and we had to stop about every two to three minutes to do cuts because he kept getting interrupted by staff and uh, people asking him questions. He had no idea how important he was until we tried to report, record a podcast. So I will make fun of him a little bit. It's probably why my mind's so scattered because it took us two and a half hours to do a 41-minute episode. So um, that's never happened to me before, but he said I could make fun of him, so I'm going to make fun of him on it. Um, and I won't call him out on it. By name, but I will mention it so he he knows who he is. So I'm not about shaming people or anything like that. But we did have a good time and we did have a lot of laughs because he he laughs. He was like, I sit in my office all day long and no one bothers me, and then I try to record a podcast and everyone's bothering me. And it was literally like two and a half minutes every second on the dot. So it's like, of course, man, of course. Um, you know, hum- humility just comes when you when you least expect it. Honestly, so. Um, it was hum- it was humbling for me for sure. Patience. You just, just got to laugh at it though, you know. Yeah, <laughs> life just throws curveballs sometimes. You know, it's like I have a lot of po- uh, entrepreneurs who schedule to be on the podcast and then cancel on me last minute. And I'm like, man, it's just hard because you know I know that I've done it, and so I have to have, understand them. But you're obviously trying to run a business, and even though this is free and we we do everything for free, I do have to spend money on the crew that's here and, and the podcast itself. So. Um, I want to be responsible for sponsors' money and partners' money, but it's just one of those things where you're just like, as a food entrepreneur, you're like, any given moment you could have a fryer down. Any given moment, like the delivery doesn't show up, and you're like short staff, and you got to run to like the market and get like tomatoes because they weren't delivered on the U.S. Foods truck. And so, you know, it's just that part of life, and like it takes a lot of patience, kindness, and love to be in the food business. I swear to God, there's no more test of patience than than being in the food business. Whether you're a delivery driver, or you're cooking French fries, or you're running a restaurant, all the entrepreneurs in the world, just the amount of patience we have is is kind of incredible. At least most of us. I see a lot of people fly off the hinge. Um, I know I have at times. I try not to do that anymore. I really try to turn around some of that. But I get it when when life gets stressful or things start going bad, uh, it can be aggravating. So, Abdul, we had a really good conversation before we got on here. And we didn't even talk about your business in the last episode. So what I want to do is I want to talk about your business. And then I want to get back into some of the things we were talking about uh, before we started recording. So, Let's talk about how did you get into business? How do you promote your business or attract people to it? Like, what exactly do you do, um, and and how did you find a love for this? Well, after I closed the restaurant, 
I just, my wife, like, she sat down and she said to me, you know, you, we opened up this bakery and um, it was a bakery cafe. And she was like, look, you did it for me because it was my dream. She was like, now it's time for you to do your dream and I'm going to help you. So I decided to take, you know, what happened to me and turn it into a story and make it into a business because I feel that, you know, I finally realized that my job on this planet was to help, like to help the world, like to feed the world and to teach the world. So I decided to do it with my art, with food. Um, it took me a very long time to get where I am because even though I was a chef, I feel that I still, you know, was learning and understanding food and understanding plating and understanding what people want to see and how they want to see it. But the experience of having a business, it taught me a lot. It taught me that humans care about one thing and one thing only, their, their stomach. And if I was able to just, you know, if, if, if I'm able to make you see something and make you want it, then I win, you know, and um, the funny thing about this is that <laughs> I started selling cheesecakes out my house when I was living in New York because that was my thing. I was I was the cheesecake man. You know, I was always hustling. I was always trying to sell something. I sold jewelry. I made my own jewelry. I used to run to Michael's. You know, I always had this gift of learning to do something from nothing and selling it and getting a dollar and that kind of like made me feel like wow if i could do this i could change the world you know um and that's and that's how it started and then i said to myself you know i love people no matter who no matter what i just love all types of people and feeding people takes you to another level i remember when we was in the store like we ran out of fruit punch because I used to make fruit punch. Oh, I think it was grape. No, we ran out of grape, but I had a lot of fruit punch left. So I was able to switch it and just mix the colors by putting green and red together and it turned purple. So everybody was still coming and buying it. It would sell out. We would sell out like 100 drinks a day, just these purple drinks that I used to make in the hood. That's and, awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, bro. And, and I switched it and people kept coming. I was like, yo, I just tricked everybody. And they didn't even know that this is not even grape. It's actually <laughs> fruit punch and blueberry. So I was like, wait a minute. With this, yo, I'm like, yo, I could really do this? So then this, this guy that I knew, he would come in a store. He, and he was Jamaican. And I love, shout out to my Jamaicans. I love them so much. And he would come in the store like, what do you have today? And I'm like, what do you mean what I have today? And he would be like, yo. You gonna make me some stew fish, and I'm like, what? I'm like, I right, bet. So I think he was testing me. So yeah. <laughs> this man would go to the store, and he bought his own fish. Oh wow! From across the street, yeah. This is how crazy it was, right? And he bought his own fish from across the street because we had the supermarkets down the block. We had the foods, the um, the 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 Chinaman. They were selling all the um vegetables. So everybody was in sync with each other. It was a community, you know what I'm saying? So he would go get the fish from the the, the across the street, bring the street the, the fish to me. I would go in the back, <laughs> and I know I'm not supposed to do that because <laughs> I have fish in the fridge. Like we had free, um, we had white, man. We had a whole type, a whole bunch of free, um, fish in the freezer, 
but he wanted a specific um, fish. And I said, you know what? It is what it is. I said, I would buy it and make it. So it is what it is. So he got it. I, I went in the back, washed it up real quick, came back, gave it to him. And he was like, yo, bro, what the fuck? Like, you could really cook. <laughs> and, and, and then from there, I was like, wow. So people actually do love me because yeah. I always Much doubted respect, myself. Right. Right, they gave you like that much respect Jamaican thing. Like, if you can cook for yes. them and you get their stamp of approval, that's a big deal, right? Yo, the man was so happy. To, like, he was so dope that he went and told everybody about me. And he was just promoting it. And at the time, I didn't know about social media. I didn't know anything. Um, I was introduced to a... Um, he was like a mentor, but he became my consultant. And he trained me and he showed me what you need to do as an entrepreneur because I had no idea. I went in it because it was just something that I needed. I needed to do this. I wanted to pursue it. So when I went in there and he showed me so many things, I said, all right, so now that I'm Vegan Kings, I'm going to implement the same thing I did in the store for Vegan Kings, which is what? You got to get the social media down. You got to make sure the food look good. You got to make sure what you sh what you serve in these people is believable and, and they feel it. Like when I take a bite, like if you go on my page and you see what I do, I take a bite and I look at the screen. I'm telling you that it's good because you feel it through my eyes. You know what I'm saying? So I just learned to do that and just make people happy and built a slogan. And my slogan was, what's good, family? It's your brother, Abdul. You know what I'm saying? And then I just go into it and I become this character. And people fell in love with it, you know. But unfortunately, um, there's a lot of things I never said. At, at the peak of my success and I was going in, I didn't have nothing. I didn't have a business. I didn't even know what I was doing. COVID hit. And it kind of like... It messed me up, you know, it messed me up to the point that um, I had to, like, move around, you know what I'm saying? Um, my car was stolen, and uh, when my car was stolen, the insurance company, for some reason, said that they feel like I was lying. Um, I took the car, I did something to it, because at the head, we was in the middle of the pandemic, and a lot of people didn't pay their car notes, so a lot of people was, like, struggling and they figured that I did the same thing. So I had to get proof that my car note was in, was paid and everything was good. And with all that, they still was like really thinking that I, I, I lied. But this is how powerful the universe is, man. Like one day I was home and I was stressed and the police called me and they called me and was like, hey, we found your car. Come to find out they had the car. They moved it because they was doing construction. So I called my insurance company and I'm like, oh look, here's goodness. the proof. <laughs> right. So they're like, oh, so that was so stressful that it kind of like stopped my business from flowing because I was in one state and then I had to go to another state because I couldn't do what I needed to do. It's so interesting We that uh, we were like really I was in the chicken business for a while up and down the east coast and distribution of chicken and, and fried chicken and the marinades right. and stuff like that and i was like i had a food trailer we had multiple food trailers but this one in particular was a food trailer and we really started getting momentum with this thing and i felt like okay this business is finally going to take off and someone stole the damn truck in atlanta that was pulling <laughs> the trailer so now i had a trailer and no truck to pull this thing around and the insurance company would not give us the money back 
They, yeah. it, it, I, it, it took months <laughs> of fighting with them to even get a fraction of what they should have given us. And it was oh, it's yeah. the one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's like car insurance is great other than when your car is stolen. Because right. then they don't give a shit about you. They're like, yeah, screw yeah. you. If it's not totaled and we don't have evidence and it's gone, you did something with it. I'm like, what am I going to do with it? It's a, it, I have right. a business here. I need to run the business with the truck. I can't go buy another truck. You know, I can't go buy another $90,000 truck to pull this trailer like right. without the insurance money. You know, it's like that's why I pay it for insurance. But I hear you so much on this one. Go on. So you you go into sort of a hole, and I know what this is. All of a sudden you're like – you lose your identity almost like things are just you you lose the business the covid happens the or coronavirus whatever it's called and um and then you have your car stolen and then finally get it but it's just after so much work and heartache yeah go on yeah. man go on i just wanted to tap in i can feel to you on this one because bro, i know it's, it's like crazy. to get kicked in the nuts real hard bro man literally like i it was bad because you know um i felt like and then when they found the car and I call them because they give you a um, they, they give you some type of manager that's helping you work on the, the claim like a claims manager. So the claim manager, he said to me, he said, I'm not going to lie to you um, off the record. You know, they thought you stole the car. They thought that you sold the car to some other, you know, whatever. And they gave you money. And I said to him, let me tell you something. Um, I get what you're saying, but I've been with you guys for 10 years 10 years. I never had an accident. Like my record is clean. Why would you think that? I thought my loyalty, I, you know what I noticed now, man, like, and I don't know if people are noticing it now too, but I don't think loyalty means anything no more to nobody. Exactly. It's, it's like, what the fuck? Everything's like, about serious? the dollar sign. It's a dollar it sign. Is. Yeah. It is. And I'm like, yo, and, and it goes back to what I said yesterday, like money is the root of all evil. And if you keep seeing money, 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 you're not seeing the truth. And I want somebody to be with me that is loyal to the game, meaning you loyal to your craft. If you own this craft of doing this shit, like do it. Don't be doing it for money, because let me tell you something. If you wake up every day and you do shit for money, you're not going to get nowhere but loneliness. You're going to have a big hole in your heart. Because money can't buy you things that you really need. Happiness, don't that shit. Yeah, you'll be happy. Yeah, you on the beach, you chilling, you got all these cars, you got girls. But are they are they loyal? When you get sick, will they be there? <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta think. And so now I'm like, I right, so I gotta ricochet this business and I gotta figure it out. So um I'm up here and um, I met this, my business partner. So me and my business partner, we uh, was about to open up a restaurant, you know, in this no, in this location where I'm at now. And, um, but while I was doing that, I still was accepting orders. I still was um, doing private events. I still was going all over the place. And it's hard because COVID hit a lot of people, you know, they got scared of you. People don't want to order food. People don't want to interact because of the whole, like, scary thing. Like, I went through a phase of not wanting to remove my mask, you know? And then all of a sudden, I was like, yo, I'm I'm breathing this air. Like, you're crazy. I'm not wearing no mask no more. Like, I'm over it. This COVID shit is stupid. Um, yeah, I probably had it, but nothing happened to me. I'm good. Like, it is what it is. It's all propaganda. Like, I was just over it, bro. 
And I just, it, but that pandemic, it, I hurt. Like, bro, I lost so much money. I lost so much people, customers. Like, it's crazy. I had to learn to rebuild my business to get it what it is now. And it's like, um, I had a night. I had a. I have a lot of customers that's all over the place. I have a a, cust- a person that actually hit me up just now before I spoke to you. They want me to send their food <laughs> to California. So I'm here sitting like we all. You know, me and my partners, we trying to figure out how to get our food sent out there. I, 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 I can so help you with that. this, dude. That's I know how to do this. Like, this is my thing. Like, I we're going to have to talk. This is maybe why we're, are we came together. I know how to ship food <laughs> all over the country, how to get it there. I even have people that are experts in this, that, that did it for me for, for decades. We did hospital food. We did foods first clients like... Um, gobble and uh other companies that i won't talk about because i do have still have some uh you know i you and i can talk about it offline but i can't talk about it online because the nda non-disclosures but we used to do a lot of this and fit tracks he's out in seattle he does health-based stuff his name's mark riggs we i'll drop it him because he will want everyone to know that we did help him and I did help him get his business off the ground and get USDA and everything he needed to do it. But he's been on this podcast, so I can help you do this. And 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 I I just want to help you because you've been on the podcast and you've been a good guy. I will help you do this because I enjoy doing it and I want your food to get all over the world. I want your message to get all over the world. And what better way to do it than if people can eat it? So anyway, go ahead. Let's talk about this. So you're getting food and you're delivering it all over the country. I love this. Yeah, and um, it's it's crazy, you know. So what? Um, I have a lot of things that's coming, and what I'm trying to do is eventually um, open up a franchise and have food in you know a few states, a place where people could go and see that you know you don't need to eat this, but you could eat this, you know, so people could see who I am and probably do some type of touring, like you know, all over the States, going to different places, meeting people, cooking, and people could actually come and try my food. Because there's a lot of times people inbox me and they tell me, you know, I would love to have your food. I got people writing me in Taiwan. I got people in China, Singapore. Shout out to all these beautiful countries all over the world. Like, we all struggling. We all hear you. Um, We in it together. So I would like to do that because at the end of the day, I want to become this vegan like mogul, you know what I'm saying? Like the man who go and 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 try different foods and mimic it and veganize it and come back and give it to you guys because at the end of the day, we all just trying to eat and feed our family because food is one of the most important things in your life because without it, you can't do anything. <laughs> you know, whether you poor or rich, you have to eat, you know, and I want to be able to feed you whether you poor or rich. I want to show you what you could do if you got $10, and I also want to show you what you could do if you got $100. I want to be the person that you come to. And mostly, some of my friends, they will come to me and ask me, like, yo, what would you do? You know, what would you make? Can you come over? Can I, um, you know, use you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a personal chef. I could come through. I'm certified in everything. So, you know, I come through and um, I, I, I cook for you. I serve you up and do what I need to do, and I'm out. I got to do it. <laughs> in Brooklyn this year um, for this guy. I don't know if you know him. He goes by Sugar Ray. He's an activist in, um, out in Queensborough. Yeah, he's going to be on my Justin Ryan Bizarro show uh, podcast also, and you'll see him at the event on Saturday at Bell Fries. Anyway, just the, uh, I said that on the audience. So, yeah, I know Sugar yeah. Ray well. I eat with him, and 
we, we've broken yeah. bread a lot. We've hung out together quite a bit. So <laughs> yeah, when I first yeah. met him, he was in a tent on a and doing his hunger strike for um, yes. one of the city buildings. But yes, definitely, right. I love that dude. Anyway, go on, Sugar Ray. Yeah, so he was actually my first client back in New York because normally I was doing everything out in Jersey. So that was dope, and um, it's 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 hard because you're like, damn, I got to do all of this, and I got to go over there because I don't have nobody because I have people, but you know financially right now it's been hard you know because everything is just hard that dude's a catalyst uh, in and of itself like he doesn't even realize how the humans of the world could be could benefit from him i'm like dude you're thinking too small man thinking too small guy think bigger that's what i tell everyone and but you i love this because he's your first client he's your first he's your catalyst right there he changed your trajectory yeah, he did. Cause I was like, I ain't going to know New York. And then I thought, and then, you know, when he first hit me up, I was like, yo, where you at? He was like in New York. I was like, ah, cause you know, it's like out of my perimeter. And, um, my wife looked at me and I said, I don't care. I'm doing it. I said, I'm not doing it because it's about the money. It wasn't about the money. It was about just meeting this man. Like he's a dope brother. Like he's a king, you know, and he's, he's fighting for the people. You know, he's not only fighting for one kind, he's fighting for all kinds. And yeah, absolutely. I was like, man, he's dope. And his, you know, and I got an opportunity to cook for him and his lady. And they both, you know, blasted it on the page. And um, I appreciated it. But it was dope, you know, and they ordered for me already twice. So that's a that's a good thing, you know. Um, but, yeah, I want to be able to do that. But I want to also build a team of people that will help me. And, um, you know, take it to the next level. But it's just, you know, finance and you know how it is, because I see what my food could do because I could cook any type of food. You know, whatever you need, I could make it. I'm ve- what I do when I have my off time, I watch different cultures, different foods. I tried it so I know what it tastes like. And um, I don't only cook what everybody's doing that's going viral. I go back to the authenticity of it. Like, for instance, I was able to create um Birria tacos, which is a Mexican dish that they do. And um, I I went back to like some videos that came from like the elderly Mexicans. And um, they would put it was crazy because I watched so many and I noticed that one of the key ingredients they use was chocolate. They put chocolate in the recipe. And as I watched all of these, these Instagrammers, these YouTubers, nobody did it. And I'm like, you got to go back to the root. You got to find out, like, every dish that I made, like, when if you go on my YouTube channel, I tell people where it comes from because it's not mine. I'm giving homage to the creator of the dish because I didn't make pizza. I didn't make the beef patty. You know, I didn't make the first um, curry chicken or oxtails. So I got to go back and, and read about why did they do it. It's just Can, like some of these Do you people- ever think about like how these people ever discovered this food? I know we create it and we have all this benefit, but you're just like, like I heard like yogurt or cheese actually came from a guy putting mil- camel milk in his, <laughs> yeah. in a little thing and it bounced around <laughs> in the hot desert. Next thing you know, we have cottage cheese and then which eventually leads to cheese, which eventually leads to yogurts and all sorts of things do you ever wonder that i'm sorry to interrupt you but you're like a very intellectual dude <laughs> when you're making the food you're ever like how did they ever figure out how to put this together yeah i do because I you're because de- you're deconstructing it and then putting your vegan touch on it that's right. what i mean like you're 
the coolest thing about your job is you get to deconstruct the food and like really learn it in its basic form and then rebuild it in a new form. And I think that's really cool. Sorry to interrupt you, but keep going because no, I'm listen. just a, like, I'm just like, wow. No, like feel we're, free to ask me. we're just like, you blow me away. And <laughs> speaking you, of man. Sugar Ray, he should run for mayor of New York. Just saying. Bro, I said that to him. I said, man, I ain't gonna lie. I know I'm not in your state, but I'll figure it out. Like, we gotta get you in there. That's what I said. And I used to do all the <laughs> city of New York hospitals for 18 years. Like, right. all those meals and, and for you know, for the city of New York, for the mayor's office. I'm like, dude, I know how to help you out on this one. Let's figure this out. You are the man. You are a person of the people, of all the humans of New York. Doesn't matter where they come from. He's got he's got his head on straight, you know, in a lot of he ways. Does. Anyway, does. go he ahead. Does. I'm sorry I went on a tangent, but. Yeah, and, and that's, and you see what, you, like, he did the same thing that you did. He reached out to me. He reached out to me, bro. And it's like when he reached out to me, like that's like me telling you no, bro. What if I would have told you no? What 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 will that help me accomplish? How am I gonna get vegan kings all over the world without responding to the people that actually took time to write me? You know, like I literally like when you wrote me, I, I sat there and I read everything and I looked at all the dates and I was sitting here and I was like oh, man, I got to hit this guy up and I got to let him know that I'm doing this, you know. And um, and I know I was I know you was probably like, oh, man, I don't think he's going to do it because he ain't hit me up. <laughs> so I was like, yo, I got to get on this. I've been so busy because I had a lot of orders. I was buying food. I also want to start meal prep. I want to see what I could do, like, as far as. Yeah, I think that's one of your callings, dude, is the meal prep stuff, especially because there's no one really good out there making meals to give to people in their homes or send it in mail or fulfill like there's no good companies out there no good food anyway sorry to interrupt you right no you're good and um yeah so that's what i want to do too but uh in due time it will come you know and i also uh i'm, I'm very good at uh consulting so i'm like a restaurant consultant so if a person has a business and they need help like trying to figure out, hey, I'm not making no money. I could show them how they could start making money. Like I could tell them the steps that they need to take to do it because I've been there, you know, and I have that experience and I want to help others because a lot of us out here are struggling. And if you, all you had to do was ask them like, hey, can you help me with this? And can you do that? And then we will grow because you see what you're doing. You're helping me grow, you know. And, and, and that's how we're supposed to do it. But a lot of us don't do that. There's not enough people out there that realize that, you, you know, part of the growth, you have to give it back in order to keep going. Like once you start giving to other people, um, without wanting something in returning and helping growing people, um, and doing it for the right reasons, even if you have to charge money, because that does happen sometimes, but if you're really doing it truly to help people, um, you, you, it helps you grow. It helps you grow your business. But if you don't, like I always find, oh, I'm a, people are like, oh, why am I not growing? And why is my business not growing? Are you helping the humans around you? Are you helping other people that were once in your situation so they can get to where you are? Because you can't move forward unless you help humans. Like I just don't, that's our purpose to help the humans and the animals and the plants on this planet and survive. Like that's, we all have that in common. But when we stop doing that, of course, our businesses are stop growing and our families and our neighborhoods and our communities and our schools, you name it. The minute we start, we start saying, Hey, I'm complaining. Look at me. I'm complaining. 
oh, you lost, right. dude. You lost right. because unless you're actually giving back and and you know paying what it, I would call paying forward, you know, you got to go back and help those like you're doing and you're coming on the podcast, you're helping me. I'm helping you. We're networking and when we both help each other, that's really paying it forward. Oh yeah. You know what it is too like a lot of us like we're selfish. We don't want to give. We don't want because we feel like oh you're going to get there before me. It's not about that. Everybody's going to get where they need to be because it's already written. Your destiny's already written. It's just based upon you and the thing is is that us humans we don't have patience. We lack patience and you know and I'm I'm an example like I lack patience like I want everything instant gratification like I don't care. You know but I had to learn that it's not like that. But every every day, you know, you evolve into a different person and you start to understand that patience is a virtue. You know, like you got to just wait because I didn't think that I would even be where I'm at today with, you know, Vegan Kings. People actually know who I am. People are calling me. People are asking me, you know, business is growing. And um, I look forward to it becoming this big thing. And I would like to have like a show you know, and, 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 and have people come on a show and real shows. Cause I, cause from what I heard, I used to watch chop and all those shows and I found out that it was fake. Half of those chefs wasn't even cooking half of the food. Yeah, It was just for entertainment. And I yep. didn't like that. Yeah, I was me like, neither. Ah. It's, I, <laughs> I stopped watching it, man. I, I, like, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So I just, I want to do that. I want to teach people. I want to show people. So I have so many things that I want to do, but you know, we'll see, you know, one day somebody will step to me and tell me, Hey man, you know, I want to be a part of this. What do you need? Let's do it. You know, what's the vision, you know, it's just, it's crazy, man. Like I just wish I knew the things that I knew today, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, gosh, even like five years ago sometimes. I'm just like, damn right. it. I just, even two years ago at this point, maybe three years ago, like there was a period of time where I'm just like when COVID happened and I hit the gas hard during COVID. Like that's the thing when there's economic depression or everyone else is like going for the bomb shelters and scared and living by fear. Right. That's the right. time your businesses grow. And especially in food, you see how much distance people made during COVID and but the also the problem is is that people lost businesses during covid yeah, and it changed yeah. who they are you and i yeah. and other people had a lot of while i had a lot of growth during covid i also had businesses that suffered immensely right. and it's just crazy because you know while my hospital patient meals went up all the other stuff that was going on in food that we were in, people stopped going to the grocery stores. People stopped eating diversely. People stopped eating fresh food. They're like packing their houses yeah. full of processed food that'll last right. because they thought they were going to run out of food. So, you know, someone out there has got like a pantry full of mac and cheese, craft mac and cheese. And they're just like, because they thought we were going to run out of food. And that person probably might have been a healthy eater at one point eating whole foods, you know, and it's just crazy to me. And now we're all still somewhat, in that zone of like, okay, we got through COVID. We forgot about eating healthy for the most part, even though we needed to build our immune systems to fight COVID. Okay. But they still went to processed foods. And it like, this is where I'm like, this is why I'm like principles over personalities because the principles, if we all are eating wholly, we're all eating what's made by the earth and its most natural form without using processes, shelf left, shelf life extenders processing the crap out of it which ruins the whole vitamin and mineral minerals we're supposed to get in our bodies anyway and 
we don't do those things or we don't eat properly and we do the things that are bad for us, it doesn't matter what we're eating. It doesn't matter what it's labeled under a diet if we're not actually eating whole foods, you know, and we're not getting it in its form because it's just crazy to me. Even now with veganism and there's this huge plant-based craze, but a lot Mm -hmm. of this plant-based craze, there's more calories in it than the alternative Mm -hmm. if it were a meat alternative. And there's so many chemicals and processed foods or fake tastes or fake ingredients in them to make them taste a certain way or look a certain way that it's almost worse for you than what was the alternative in the first place. That's why when you when I did my research on you and saw what you're doing with the natural basis of food, I'm like, this is a principle. Okay, here's the principle. We're all trying to save the planet. We're all trying to do have humans be better off than they are. That means whole foods. I don't care what the diet is, okay, how I eat or my diet is my personality, okay, but my principle is that I'm doing it because it's healthier for humans, I want to live by example, my principle is it's going to heal the earth, regenerate the earth, my principle is I care about the animals and the plants that live on here that God created, you know, and so... You know, whether or not everyone calls it God or not is, again, a personality thing versus a principle. A principle is we're trying to do the right thing for the planet. I threw God in there as my personality. But Oh, no, no. Listen, I love God, bro. Like, listen, I'm not, you know, I believe in God, man. Yeah, me too. To be honest with you, getting to God is how this food, like God changed me in a way that he made me understand that the food is better for me. Bro, there was times my wife would juice beets. All right, one of my one of my favorite recipes, right, is a whole foods like crazy recipe that people don't even think of. My wife juices the beets, the carrots, and the celery and the ginger, and she takes that, and we make that into tuna, you know. And let me tell you something: you get some seaweed, some some dulce, and all that, some um some some sea moss, and you throw it in there. And it's it tastes and it smells like fish, you know. Because what do the what do the fish eat? You know, (laughs) exactly the the moss and the the seaweed. If they're not eating the crap the humans throw into the ocean, that's garbage for them, or it's garbage for us too, actually. But yeah, you know, it's it's nothing. But but when I juice, and you get into um the the fresh fruits, the the vegetables like in your body, it, it you feel your body telling you thank you. You know, it's, your blood is telling you thank you. Your heart, your your liver, your kidney, everything, your spleen, your whole body. Like, I when I became vegan, and you know, and and now I'm experimenting with so many different foods. I just want to show people that this process stuff is not good. You know, you could just go to the store and you could use chickpeas. Yesterday, I made chickpea burgers using chickpeas only. You know, chickpeas and some paprika, onion pepper. You know, some um burger seasoning you could get some vegan ones just be careful of the sodium and you know threw it in a pan man bro man it was delicious i'm gonna start showing those type of videos and something it was just bad because sometimes i felt like if i didn't throw these crazy soul food videos people wouldn't care i i got like i lost like the love of it and i'm like if people actually see what i really eat you know, they would be like, oh, hells no. Like, this is crazy. Like, I would get more views if I throw a rib recipe 
But if I throw a recipe making, you know, some stew chicken from um, chickpeas, people wouldn't even look at it. And I'm like, but it's better for you. You know, it's alkaline. It, it helps the gut. Because, you know, the food, when it goes into your gut, that's where it starts. It heals you. It tells it tells the body what it needs to do. You know, and I'm and I and I decided that I don't care what people say. I don't care if it don't get views. I'm gonna post it because I want to show people that you don't always have to go by this. You could do that. And you know? I I love that you just said this, and I want to anchor this, okay? Because you're right about this. Like we take vitamins all the time, okay? And I'm just gonna give an example of this. Like vitamins are fine, right? They they go into our body. We burn them. They burn, but it's almost like putting diesel fuel in an unleaded car okay <laughs> while it's not while it'll burn potentially um actually you know and diesel fuel so flammable you don't actually need a spark plug but okay it'll do damage to your engine my point exactly while it might burn for a while it's doing damage to your engine you could put kerosene in your car it would do damage okay it's not unleaded fuel and so here's my point about it it's not exactly the right point because all of those things are processed but diesel fuel is a natural byproduct of processing gasoline okay but because our bodies are meant to have food in its whole form and when we cook it it, it gets rid of like a lot of things and gives it flavors for some reason fire and water can help food or sun or or wind can change food naturally Okay, but when we go and process it or break it apart and break it down and do weird shit to it and put it in a form that's really going into our body, that's why we pee out 90% of the vitamins because our body doesn't know what to do with it, to your point. Mm -hmm. Our body, when we get natural food, there's years upon years upon years upon decades upon millenniums upon freaking more than that, you know, tens of thousands of years where our bodies built up the ability to break down these things and maximize what they what we extract out of them to maximize our lives. But when we don't do that, that's when obesity happens because we're mm-hmm. not we're just eating because while I may be full, I'm still constantly hungry. Why? Because I'm not getting the minerals, the vitamins and the nutrients in the natural form that my body can utilize. So they're getting in the form the body's like, "Oh, it's foreign." Well, I'm full. I'm still really starving for those minerals, those vitamins and those nutrients. So I'm going to eat more. And then we go back to McDonald's or we go back to Roy Rogers or we go back to Wendy's for more food. And again, okay, there's not a single vegetable on there. Maybe not even the tomato. Okay? Like or you can't get the ketchup. And it's like we're not getting the nutrients from natural vegetables and natural fruits in that case. Okay, we might get a little protein from the beef, but we're eating burgers. We're eating fries that are fried. Okay, we might get a little something from the potato. But in general, they're nutritionally bankrupt regardless Mm. of what a nutrient statement says because it doesn't matter – what happens when we mess food up or we don't diversify our diets to your point and let the body do what it needs to do, we're not getting what we need to survive or live a good life or have a functioning brain, okay? Like really sometimes people don't even realize this. You want to be a better thinker. You want to be smarter. I love when people say, oh, I'm just not smart. Well, just change your diet. I guarantee your output in your brain will go up 100%, if not more. I know mine's gone up 12,000%. The more I 
tuned in my lifestyle, call it a lifestyle, not a diet. The more I eat properly, the more I stay with whole foods, the better I am physically, mentally, and spiritually. It's the craziest thing. And when I'm that mm-hmm. way, and we talked about God, weirdly, I can I align myself with God way more. I don't even know how it's possible, but just <laughs> eating right, like I have mm-hmm. a better relationship with him and he takes care of my life more. And now I'm prepared for whatever opportunities he has because I'm a warrior You know, that's one of the things I am or an athlete, however you want to look at it. And I'm going to capitalize on everything to bring him glory, but I need to feed my body properly in order to do that. And when I don't, he's like, yeah, you're probably not prepared. Yeah, you're not going to be able to fight for me in the long run. And I'm not talking about physically fighting. I'm talking about the long haul mental toughness, physical toughness, spiritual toughness that we have to gain as humans in order to achieve excellence in our lives, you know, and success. So. Um, I went on a tangent there, but you got me all pumped up no, on this. No, no, nah, nah. Listen, bro. Like honestly, like I, this is. I love stuff like this. It's hard to find people on this level, you know. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I haven't been able to have a good conversation for years. Like all I do is talk to my wife, because you when you talk when you talk like this to people, they look at you like, oh, okay, what the hell's wrong with this dude? Like, I know. You know. I know. Nah, you nah. This is how you know. This is how we built. You know, view your viewers are gonna love this. You know, this podcast, like, because we relate into the people. That's one thing we need to understand. That if you're not relatable, nobody cares. You know, you speaking straight facts. Like, I I actually was happy. You know, and 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 waited. Like, yo, I can't wait to get on this thing. Like, I can't wait to talk to him because I want to see what he says. Because you you teaching me a lot, man, and you showing me that this whole time I didn't have it wrong. I had it right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, because I thought something was wrong with me. Because like I noticed that a lot of people are just like trying to follow a trend, and they're trying to do what everything everybody else is doing. Why can't you be original? Why can't you be your own person, you know? Why you got to follow what that person is doing? Exactly. You know, so... And even the vegan know. trend, that's why I'm, one of the reasons I want to have you on is because you just have to be careful. Like, processed foods, while it's vegan, technically, by the definition, the marketing definition... Let's just talk about that. We're not talking about the scientific definition. The scientific definition of vegan is eating fruits and vegetables and plants, okay? It's not eating processed plants and fruits and vegetables, okay? And we we can make it mean that if we want to as humans, but it's a little bit like milk only comes from mammals. So the almond milk is not really milk, okay? So we've mm-hmm. defined, we used a marketing term to re- defined a scientific term could it be something Mm -hmm. else could it be milk like almond you know but the milk companies didn't fight it and it would be hard just for the cow companies to fight it because all mammals produce milk so milk is technically from mammal but almond milk soy milk whatever cashew milk all that stuff it's not milk it's just they were allowed to use it from a marketing term and that's what i want to be careful about vegan vegan's been around way before we the industrial age you can even oh, yeah. there's even references to it in the Bible. And you know, Jesus even has a thing with it himself. And what I want to say to everyone is there was no processed food there. So when we use mm-hmm. the term plant-based, it's a a way of skewing vegan. It's skewing mm-hmm. us. It's skewing us into believing that processed foods okay with you. It's like the word organic. Well, organic just means 
that we do it without pesticides and chemicals mm -hmm. or we use natural things, okay? So why do we put such emphasis on the word organic when technically things were always organic before we ever had the Industrial Revolution? We started spraying pesticides and everywhere. That doesn't mean we didn't mix plants together. We didn't, you know, grow bigger cows or whatever for, for whatever. that You do that naturally. God allowed nature to do that for us. It's when we manipulate it outside of nature, outside of nature's laws. Okay? And I, I mean, it's, you know what it is? The world is is, 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 is intrigued with, with big. Everybody now, you know, and I don't mean to bring this up, but I see everybody yep. lips is getting big. They're, you know, they're but you know, like I ain't trying to, I'm not trying to be funny, but we intrigued with big and they, and, and, and if you go to the supermarket, right, and you see the ginger, I'm using that as an example because that's something that you could clearly see. When you go to the supermarket, you got the organic ginger, which look like little tiny, little tiny little you know creatures that just grew out the ground and they look they look helpless and then you go to the, the the regular one and they're massive big they look like they got steroids so what you think people are gonna take they're gonna take the big steroid looking one meanwhile the organic one was way better because if you knew what they did to get that one you probably wouldn't even want it because over time it's just gonna mess you up you know but we tend to do it because they use it they use that against us i mean it's not even that they use it against us you got a farm so you know it's like having a farm and doing everything organically is so expensive they make everything so expensive and i'm like why is it like like come on like food shouldn't be so expensive Food should be actually free <laughs> if you really want to be technical. But, you know, everybody's trying to capitalize and that's where it gets messed up. That in order for you to eat the sustainable food that you need, you got to have money. You know, there's a lot of people that I grew up around. They didn't have the money. So they was buying all types of things. And sometimes, like, I'm going to be honest with you, even the food that I make, I don't really like doing it. But... I make it because I want people to see that it could be done a more healthier way. Is it 100% more healthier? No, it isn't. Because if you want me to make you mac and cheese, I'm not going to give you just mac and cheese. I'm going to actually give you mac and cheese. It's going to taste the same way it was when you ate it when it wasn't vegan. But to do that, I got to put the stupid processed cheese. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but people, people's not gonna buy yeah. the one without it. I know. They're gonna be like, "This tastes like shit, man. What the fuck is this?" I know. Like, and, and I feel bad, but you know, we're so accustomed to tradition. Oh, this is how I used to eat it, and they're not gonna buy it. You know, I have people come like and throw food at me. Like, I mean, I never had that because I always made it, you know, real good. But I seen it because I went to places and the food wasn't good. And it wasn't that it wasn't good. It was just that they didn't, they use natural things. Um, I use it too. If you don't want to use the processed cheese, you don't got to use that. Just get you some nutritional yeast, some carrots, some cashews, some sweet potatoes, blend that joint up. You know what I'm saying? And right there, you made a, a nice little creamy cheese and throw some macaroni in there. You could use some chickpea um, mac macaroni or gluten-free or whatever. And you mix that in. And there you got a nice little mac and cheese and you flavor it. Put your onions, your whatever seasoning you put and it's there, but nobody's going to eat that. <laughs> they're like, oh, that's not no, that's not good mac and cheese. It don't got no soul. <laughs> but the one that don't have soul is the one that's better for you. I know. <laughs> it, it's almost like, it's the problem is, is we, we use the term cheese. And again, that's an animal byproduct. And, it's not cheese. and so like, there's like, I, 
cashews make good cheese a lot of the time. I don't know what you use, but it's like I've had some good. I don't. You can't call it anything else. The problem is, is our brain thinks of it as cheese. Our brain thinks right. of it as milk. So you have to right. use it as a marketing term, even though scientifically it's incorrect. And mm-hmm. it's like we're we're taking a fact and we're putting an opinion on it, and now the opinion becomes a fact, even though it's it's not true. Nature makes it not true. There's no way that it's true. And um, but we have to do it anyway because the human mind can't wrap its head around <laughs> mac and cashew uh, paste. Yeah. You know, right? That's what it would be if it were cashew cheese, right? Right, with oat milk. Yeah, with oat with milk. O- with oats, oats and water. With with, with oat water. Oats. Yeah, water yeah, oats. yeah. You know, so we have to do it because the human mind can't possibly comprehend it because we've been conditioned this way. The constructs yeah. in our mind that we're given um, make it very hard for us to enter into a vegan space. Um, without actually saying, okay, if I'm going to be vegan, I need to rethink the way the food is and not want like a vegan burger. You know, I, I could have a vegan patty sandwich or something, you know, it's just like, but we need the attachment to a word that is familiar to us that me- matches the constructs we've created in our mind or society has created in our minds, you know, because they don't really exist. Um, scientifically, you could a beef is beef is beef. If it's a beef burger or a bison burger, you could literally say a vegan burger. That makes sense, okay? But right. vegan milk is like, whoa, that's a that's what, huh? That's like <laughs> that's an oxymoron. You know, it's like, whoa, what happened there? But because our constructs in our mind, we want to replace milk with a a vegan alternative or a vegetable alternative, we then call it milk because we want to exchange it in our minds. We we already have the constructs of how milk fits into our cereal. Milk fits into our world. So then we need the construct of milk and calling it milk to fill that construct. And so that's one of the things that I like what you said. It's just the, the way that people become vegan or get used to vegan food is it's got to be familiar to them. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, here's plant-based meatloaf. Here's, you know, a vegan burger, you know, and that's why it's kind of funny that we talk about this because we're in this plant-based craze, but chickpeas and black beans have been used for burger alternatives and oh, burger yeah, patties yeah. before even hamburgers were around. Okay. Right. They just, they weren't called burgers. They were just called patties or whatever the native Americans made them. Quinoa, you know, made into patties back in the day, all galore, fried up any which way possible, throw it in with the plantains, you know, but because we've now got used to burgers and beef and chicken burgers and turkey burgers and bison burgers and elk burgers, we have to have, you know, vegan burgers, you know, and it's just like, okay, well, it, the term works in this case, because we've, you know, burger doesn't necessarily mean meat, but we've had to add the construct in order for us to get it's like we got to inch away versus being like okay abdul give me the best vegan dish you have you know and if you really thought about it and you weren't trying to please me you would make the best vegan dish possible not necessarily try to replace something else for me right you know what i mean and so that brings me to this question for you what are your favorite vegan dishes to cook and eat yourself like just lay it on me like the hard truth Honestly, uh, I have to say one of my favorite dishes is stewed chicken, which I use Brussels sprouts or I'll use mushrooms. Um, Probably one of my favorites. And um, 
favorite rice of choice would be black rice, but you know, the price went up significantly. Or if you don't eat rice, um, I love like some, you know, like plantains or boiled or, you know, like, or some fried cabbage, you get some cabbage and you fry it. And just, you know, I'm, I'm so, I eat so simple. It's not funny. Like for breakfast every single day, I'm going to tell you what I've been eating for the past two years. <laughs> I'll have, you know, a smoothie. If I don't have a smoothie, I'll just, you know, I'll have my tea. I drink water first thing in the morning. I, I drink water. And um, after I drink like a good two, three cups of water, then I'll drink my tea. Um, and my tea, I always have my sea moss. Uh, I love green tea. If, if Sometimes I'll use green tea or I'll use soursop um, and um, ashwagandha. I always put black pepper in there because, you know, black pepper helps, you know, with everything. It activates everything. It's good for, like, activating the, the, in the turmeric, the, the curcumin. It's good for ashwagandha. It actually helps stick to the cells. And um, every day I eat spinach. I eat spinach every single day. And I know some, I, I read studies that if you do that, it's not good for you. <laughs> but I'm so addicted to spinach. And if it's not spinach, it's kale. I love kale. I love collard greens raw, not even cooked. The spinach, I do actually eat the cooked one because for some weird reason, like, um, it, it's not good to do it like that because it takes away some of um, your calcium. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't do that. So I do it cooked. Uh, cooked spinach every single day with eggs. Sometimes I'll have um, pumpful eggs or um, I'll get some um, pumpkin seeds and create that into eggs. I used to use the black salt. I don't use that anymore because, you know, as you evolve and you learn these foods, you notice the things that it do, do to your body. And um, I'll have either um, with it uh, a McMuff, like a, you got those vegan... Um, English muffins. Sometimes I'll have it. If we do, if we don't, I have tater tots, uh, and that's it. You know, and a banana or some grapefruit. I love grapefruit. I try to have it like every day. I'm actually gonna eat some when I finish with you. <laughs> and then that's it. Love it. Yeah. I love grapefruit too, yeah. man. It's like my number one out. go to now. Yeah, it's really good for you. It's good for absorption and stuff. So, and then I work out. You know, I do my little things. In the mornings, like, you know, it helps. It helps with waking up the body, making the body feel good. Because if I if I don't move, like, I feel like everything is just messed up. Because I have a busy day. Sometimes I'm I'm sitting down a lot because, you know, I'm running a business. I'm editing. I'm, I'm, I'm writing. I'm um, taking down information. I'm doing orders. So it's so many things that I have to do in a day. And it's hard because, you know, I'm running this whole big thing. And, um... You know, just waiting for that big day for, for me to financially be able to just hire people to do, to do this, to do that. Because Vegan Kings is like everything like to me, you know, and um, I'm getting there. I'm reaching where I need to reach. And I'm just so happy about it that I'm doing it organically. Um, and, and now I understand what impact I, I'm having on people. You know, because I really like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like at one point I was like, damn, nobody likes me because I don't eat processed foods. Everybody wants this processed crap and I'm not, I'm not cooking that stuff. I'd rather cook whole foods. You know, I wrote an entire book on how to make your own mock meat using, you know, um, 
vegetables, mushrooms, pea protein, and just putting everything together and making it into a steak and making you oxtails, making everything, you know. And I just want to show people that there's a that's a different option. You don't have to always get this stuff because I got sick eating that stuff, the processed foods. It made me sick. Like I, I was my stomach was messed up. I was um my I don't even have you know, certain chronic ailments and I was getting ailments, I was getting headaches, migraines, all types of stuff. And then I realized that the food was killing me, man. Like, it's better to just eat whole food. So I just let it go. You know, everybody has a journey. And sometimes when you go on this journey, you don't know where you're going to end up. And I'm just happy that I'm still rocking with the food. And one of my favorite things, though, bro, I'm not going to lie to you, is green. Like, everything green, I love. You know, like, I love kale. I love arugula. Like, those are my top, top. And I love dandelion. Like, <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> I love green stuff, except lima beans. I hate those things. I don't know what it is about them. Bro, that. yeah, I don't really like it. I, I don't, don't know, know what They're just like, I stay, yeah. like, for some reason, the, I feel like my body's like, stay away from those little suckers. So like, they just right. like, I don't know what it is, but I agree with you. Greens are one of the best things for you always as yeah, humans, as, as needing a diet, the way that we mm -hmm. do, we need to eat lots of greens. There's a lot of energy, good energy, good mm -hmm. vitamins, good minerals, good nutrients and green things. I love and it helps it. with inflammation, yeah, you know, the absolutely. dandelion and all that. So, so like if people ask me, like, those are my favorites. Like if you see my plate, it's like all vegetables. I love kalalu. I don't know if you know kalalu. It's like a Jamaican. Yep. Like people make kalalu with some aki and all that. So what I would do is I would make the kalalu with some jackfruit or some hearts of palm and make that into like a nice little dish. Put some kelp in there, some kelp or some seaweed seasoning. And I'm good. And people say, but, you know, where do you get your protein from? There's protein in everything that you eat. You know, it's just about what you eat. And I, I always eat avocado. Avocado is always in my dish. You know, and chickpeas have a lot of protein. Absolutely. So, yep. You know, and then all you got to do is toss some pumpkin seeds in your mouth, you know, some walnuts, some um, almonds, some dates. I love dates. Those are my snacks and my little go-to. You know, yesterday, my sister ordered some ice cream. And I was like, ah, oh, come on. But the truck um, had vegan ice cream. So they made the ice cream from coconut-based milk. You know, they made it into like um, yeah. milk um, with some almonds. And I was like, all right, with some real cocoa. I was like, you know, I'll try. It was really good, but I'm not into that. I don't like ice cream. Like, I'm not the type of person that you'll see go to the supermarket and buy ice cream because I feel like it has too much calories and it's just too much for you. You know, like, I'm a, like, my type of like having fun is just like, you know, I'll probably say, all right, yo, today I'll make fried chicken, but I'm not the type of person to just sit there and cook fried chicken for my family. Like, we don't even eat that stuff, honestly. Like, I don't even mean to be mean, but we eat those things on occasions. Like, oh, it's, it's you know, Memorial Day, yo, we're about to fry some chicken. Go get some banana blossoms. You know, we go in the backyard and we fry that up. Or some hen of the woods, um, some mushrooms, because I love mushrooms, like, to me, mushrooms are so nutritious and it, it's delicious and it's versatile. You could you can make it taste like anything as long as you season it right and you use the herbs, you know, fresh herbs. And, um, you know, but I'm a big like whole foods plant eater. Like, you know, like I said, I did the process stuff. It's not good for you. It made me sick. And um, that's what I'm just trying to show the world. But it's hard because I feel like nobody wants to hear that you know everybody wants to eat that and then it got to the point like it was stressing me out but then all of a sudden i noticed that i was growing 
and growing and growing. And everybody was like inboxing me, like, you're actually the third interview that I had. So I like two other people hit me up and was like, yo, we want to know, you know, about your food. And we're interested because you eat in plant based and you eat in whole foods. And I'm like, for real? So it kind of felt good because I really thought I was nothing in the community. I felt like nobody cared about Vegan Kings and what he stands for, and what he's bringing to the world. You know, so it, it feels so good that you, you know, bought me on the show and you just more intrigued with what that is, what the business is, you know, and um, it feels good. I really do. Like I and, and Sugar Ray, he never had banana blossom before. So he actually called me. And he was like, yo, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. This tastes like chicken. I don't know what you did. <laughs> I don't know if he... Because <laughs> that dude doesn't eat, like, a lot. He goes on these, like, hunger strikes and stuff and yeah. then goes on these, like... Um, <laughs> um, God, what is it called when we, you don't eat? I want to say starve the yourself. Fast. The fast. Yeah, the yeah, fast yeah. yeah. He fasts a lot, and I'm like, oh, man. Like, that's just not something I've ever been able to do. Like, my body needs food. I eat five meals a day, like, whole foods. Like, I'm not a snacker. I just, like, I used to be quite a bit, but now I really eat, like, five whole meals a day and, like, keep my metabolism going and keep my body going. And, like, I'm probably in the best shape of my life, honestly, at this point. And I do do 75 hard, which means I work out twice a day and I drink tons of water. But it's, um, but I agree with you. Like, I have found that banana, banana blossoms are one of the greatest things for meat alternatives. Uh, I agree with you. Or fish alternatives, even. I think that there are people use it for that as well. Yeah, you know what else is good, too? Um, Soursop. You got to get the soursop. And just when it gets not too ripe, but right there, you could actually substitute that for... Um, I'm going to try to do that as well on the show. And papaya. So you just got to know where to catch it. Because papaya will be a good alternative for salmon. You know, I... Yeah, down so, right now. I'm just writing down some of this stuff because oh, I'm yeah. like, I gotta try some of this stuff because I yeah, I, it's really good, man. You know, kelp is yo. I'm not gonna lie. Like one day, um, I remember when I made the salmon, I almost, I, I, I almost threw up because it it smelled and tasted like I thought it was salmon. Like I was bugging out. Like, oh man, what the hell? I'm like, what did I put in this blunt? Because this tastes too close. You know, it was creepy. But um, if you catch a papaya, like, in the middle of it, like, becoming ripe, it's just enough to, like, do it. You just got to, like, cook it down, throw it in the air fryer, and um, you'll see what it does. Like, And it's better to, like, marinate it overnight for, like, I would say marinate it for, like, maybe three days in the fridge, you know, and some seasoning and some, you know, some, some water. Just let it sit in there. And then it's it's so good. I'm gonna have to have you on a part three, man. I'm like, <laughs> we're gonna have to talk more about this stuff, and I'll, it won't be this week, obviously, because we're almost out of this week. But I'm gonna reach out to you and try to get you on another show, and I'll be seeing you this weekend. Um, as we're recording this podcast, this won't release for a while after this, but you know, so everyone knows, one of the things that we are doing on this podcast is doing these networking events to get the the food entrepreneurs who are on the show and entrepreneurs and heavy hitters in the communities. We talked about Sugar Ray a little bit, gathering with these food entrepreneurs, gathering with the people that are actually making a difference in the community and creating jobs and 
and having dreams big enough to fit everyone else's dream in them because that is being a food entrepreneur. The minute you go into food entrepreneur and you start doing a business and you start hiring employees or team members or whatever you want to call them, you're starting to have a dream big enough to fit other people's dreams in them. That's how they put their kids through school. That's their dream. They have money on the table to put uh, to pay their bills. They have money to buy food. They have money to support their children or their wives or their husbands or whatever it is, grandparents. You name it, that's their dreams. And when you're a food entrepreneur and you build businesses, your dreams are big enough to fit other people's dreams in them. So why not think really, really big and really, really huge and fit a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of dreams in there? And that's what I'm, you know, one of the reasons I do this podcast is because I want to instill that in people. You know, The Magic of Thinking Big is a great book. The reason it's a great book is because it gets us out of the own constructs of our own mind that limit us, whether it's our parents or our parents' parents or generational crap that got unloaded on us or unfairness. It's just a construct in our mind. We can overcome it in our own minds by going out there and realizing we can have dreams and we can have those dreams and we can fulfill those dreams and we can have the things that we want in life where those dreams become reality and then we got to create new ones that are even bigger. But we can do it, you know? So I think that's one of the things that is so important with this episode and with talking to you is these dreams that you have you know, they're big, but they're only going to get bigger because you are going to achieve them because you're starting to surround yourself with these individuals. And again, I'm trying to facilitate that by doing these events. They're free. I don't do them for anything else. And because I want people to connect, because I truly believe that the more food entrepreneurs that come together in the world, the better off food's going to be, the better off humanity's going to be since all humans have to eat. So, and there's more of us than any other sect in the world. Like there's more food entrepreneurs than any other profession. How crazy yeah, is true. that? Right. It's crazy. It's a it's a multi dollar like trillion business. Yeah, there's more food entrepreneurs than all of the Google employees or all the companies. Like you name a company that has ten thousand employees, you're like, damn, they have a lot of employees. No, still more food entrepreneurs in the world. You know? Still more. Name name a country that has a population of like 5 million people like or the Netherlands there are small countries up oh, there's more food entrepreneurs than there are Dan- uh Dutch people period even Danish people put them both together yeah. more food entrepreneurs than both those countries have inhabitants food is culture man food is life yeah it's everybody want to know about it you know and and that's why I love it like that I, you know that's why I'm so happy look the experience of not having you know when I wasn't vegan I'm happy that I have that experience because I was able to actually try some of these food so now you know now that's why I'm using my palate I'm using my palate to mimic it to recreate it you know and and I love it I love culture I love different foods I, I was able to recreate some Indian dishes the um butter chicken um the tikka masala all of that and, and i'm like wow and and their food a lot of their food is basically vegetarian you know so it, it, it's, it's 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 incredible what you could do with flavor with vegetables you know and it's it's powerful man thank you seriously abdul for coming on the show again i'm dead serious about having you on here as a regular to talk about the vegan game as an expert, I'm going to call you an expert because in my opinion, I've been doing this a long time. I've been doing vegan food and vegetarian food in hospitals for over 25 years, uh, almost 26 years. 
and and when I was on the farm and I did vegetable stands and that, I had a lot of people that were vegan and I started doing a lot of research on that. And when I was over in Europe playing soccer in my teens, there were there were athletes that were vegan. I've learned a lot about this. But your knowledge and your ability to break it down, I'm going to call you an expert, not because I want it to go to your head, but mostly because I want you to understand that I, that I want you to believe in yourself, number one, and I want everyone in the audience to understand that here's a person who has a well-rounded perspective, okay? An expert should have exposure, experience, and education, okay? That is what we're talking about here. He's a leader in this game. I'm going to say it, and if, if anyone thinks they're wrong, they can come after me. So I can take it, I promise. And But this is the guy that you, we need to talk to, and we're going to bring him back on because just like all the good shows out there, you need someone to balance everyone out. And I also want to follow your business and your growth and who you are. And obviously, I want to help you with meal prep. And I want to help you get food into the masses and fulfillment all over the country, if not the world, and figure out how to get you around the world so you can experience other things. I also think you're the right person to be a guest host here and there. So I try to get this TV show off the ground that we're developing, Foodtopia, because it'd be really cool to integrate in some of this vegan stuff into the TV show and have and we have options for a third co-host as we do episodes. So it'd be fun to bring you on as that person and do that and have that experience because I need the expertise and you have it. So, wow, bro, you just took my bro. I'm sitting here like, what the fuck? What, yeah. yo, I, I, bro, I'm down, man. Like, <laughs> I'm down. You know, I'm, I'm just so happy that you know somebody shows me like they're believing in me. You know, what I'm saying like people tell me, but it's sometimes it gets hard. You know, it, it gets hard that you're trying so hard and people don't even see it. Yeah, I agree with you. Know? you. Yeah. So thank oh, you. One thing I wanted to tell you. Yeah, um, go ahead. You're, you know, the hospitals are struggling. I was in a hospital for two weeks and I was in there as a vegan. So I had to alter my whole like meal, you know, and the, the hospital was so nice about it. I told them like everything was vegan. So they made a menu for me. But they was like, yo, we don't have nobody here. Can you would you like a job to come and at the time, I was like, I'm so busy with Vegan Kings, I couldn't do it. I said, I'll see. But um, they really needed the help because there's a lot of times people don't know that, you know, oh, man, I'm plant-based. How am I going to go to the hospital? And people get scared. And I'm like, you don't have to be scared. There's always an alternative in the hospital. There's a, there's a lot of vegetables. You don't always, because they have, they'll have the, 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 um, the burgers made out of the, the beans and stuff you just got to ask them do it have eggs you know because it come packaged and processed of course but when i was there i ate a lot of broccoli fresh vegetables too i ate i ate spinach more on breakfast lunch and dinner when i was in a hospital so they they really took care of me you know i'll just comment on this i will say this the solution in the hospitals right now in new york city is very much like a Sodexo model of processed foods that just to throw out and they try to do these vegan or fish Fridays type things and then vegan Mondays and try to do vegetable turns but it's so processed that it's almost worse than the hospital food they were getting in the first yeah. place so I agree with you um, particularly in New York City particularly in most hospital systems I would say Kaiser was going down the right path Kaiser Permanente on California since we used to do that but they went into processed food again. They they 
they went with a different customer. You go with a Sodexo or these big companies, they care about rebates. And rebates come from being able to produce food really, really efficiency, which means processing the crap out of it so it has longer shelf life and doesn't go bad versus doing the right thing and making the food from scratch. Just saying. And I know everyone can market it and they can tell me how they market it and whatever, but I can tell you go to the hospital and see what you think. Ask for a hospital menu when you go to a hospital. Walk into a random hospital, they will give you a hospital menu. Look at it because I agree with you. Like, are we actually helping these people and these humans? Or are we just, they may get better, but what we've done to their body with the food that we're feeding them isn't really better coming out of the hospital. They should go in the hospital and have a model what it is to eat, what it is to have a healthy lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. But we don't do that. You know, it's just, you know. I don't even want to get into it, even with the diets. And I agree, some of it's healthy. And and Kaiser does the best out of all of them I've seen. They do a really good job in the Mayo Clinic. Um, from what I saw a long time ago, I don't know anymore. But they do try to do the best that they can and give whole foods. It's just there's shortcuts, there's rebates, there's these contractors that come in and make a lot of big promises. And they overpromise this healthy food and underdeliver every time, especially for vegans, especially for vegetarians. Yeah. So... Um, thank you uh, very much, Abdul, for coming on the show. I really appreciate you. Will you tell everyone where they can find you online? Yeah, I'm on all platforms, guys. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook. You know, just message me. You can send me an email if you want to talk. VeganKings at gmail.com. Remember, the Vegan Kings has the two Zs in the end, so always remember that. And, um, you know, pretty much Google me. I'm out there. So if you guys want to, you know, talk, Instagram also is another fast way to um, talk to me. Just inbox me and we can see what we can do. And if you want to order some food, you can definitely hit me up. Man, I appreciate you so much. Thank you guys, everyone, for listening in. I appreciate you guys. You can find us again on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. You can find me personally at Justin Bizarro on Instagram or Facebook. That's B I double Z A double R O. You can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. And lastly, you can also find me on the Justin Ryan Bizarro Show. You can find me on the Centurion Leadership Italian with Justin Bizarro. And you can find me at the Night Dasher, D A S H O R, with Justin Bizarro also. And you'll soon be finding us. And you should follow us on Foodtopia TV on Instagram because you'll start seeing us prepare for that and the TV show we have in development. And. Uh, that we're trying to launch, which is a world show based on food entrepreneurs all the way from the farm to the restaurants to the to the consumers and how all that works around the world. Okay, we're taking this idea and we're doing it around the world and we have musicians and, and other types of entrepreneurs join, joining the journey. But this is a really cool thing. Everyone should go there and like it. If you like food and you like this show and you want to see it and you want to do it in a world basis like it's never been done before, we're going to bring it to your living rooms. We're going to bring it to your phones. We're going to bring it to the forefront so everyone gets more education that I talked about, experience and exposure through food to the world. So that's Foodtopia. Eat, love, learn. I hope everyone tunes in. I'm very excited about it. Like I said, I'm going to get Abdul on there as our our vegan expert and the guy who comes around with us to do some of that. That'd be really cool. I think you're the right guy for the job. And with that being said, thank you everyone for listening in. I love you guys and we're out. Peace.